Hey, welcome to This Is Everything, episode number two with Brent Kaysen. Uh Just, I guess, a quick intro. Uh, Brent, so you know, is a good buddy of mine. Such a good guy. I love this guy so much. I'm so glad he was on here. Uh, he was in town in Tampa from where he currently lives in Chicago, so I, uh, I nabbed him up. And we had a uh, a good chat. He's just one of the best guys I know, one of my best friends. Um, he was actually the best man at my wedding. So, yeah, so um, this is the first time I've seen him since that. So we sat down, talked, had a really good time. I actually met Brent uh, a couple years back um, because he used to tour and do merch for a band called Amberlynn. Um, they're actually no longer a band now, which is sad. We talk about that. Went to their last show together. But yeah, so they were one of my favorite bands um, for a long time in high school, and then I kind of met Brent uh, because of that with mutual friends of the band when I was probably around in college. I was in college. So yeah, since then we've been just great buddies. Um, and yeah, so we just sat down. Uh, he goes into some a couple of uh, a tour stories that he that he had from when he, he was touring with them, um, whether that band or some other bands going to some, some tour pranks. Um, just a good chat. We talk a little bit about... Um, his dad being a pastor, him growing up, but a lot about music, um, and because we, just, he and I just had music talks all the time, so it was almost pretty much that plus a microphone, which was a good time. But yeah, so uh, Brent and I, in our circle of friends, kind of have uh, the rep as being the pair of uh, grumpy old men that aren't really old men. So uh, yeah, so so Brent in classic style. Uh, goes into some tangents as far as uh, pedestrians, if that's something you're interested in listening to, you can have that on this podcast. But um, really, he's one of the nicest guys I know, uh, such a sweetheart, and uh, I'm just so happy that you guys can uh, hopefully get to know him if you don't know him a little bit. But real quick, I just want to say to everybody who has been listening, listen to the first episode uh, that we that came out last week. It just Thank you so much. Um, I didn't know what was going to happen with it. We just kind of, I just kind of took a shot in the dark. Hopefully, hopefully, thinking people were interested, and it turns out that some of you guys were. So, uh, just thank you so much for uh, taking the time. I, I hope you're liking these and getting more comfortable doing this. Um, I felt a little bit shaky on the first one, just kind of not used to having a mic in front of me and uh, pushing conversation along, but. Feeling, feel like we're getting in the groove. Thank you so much. Uh, follow along. If you haven't already, please uh, subscribe on iTunes or via your uh, iPhone podcast app. Um, please uh, rate the podcast if you like it. Tell me. Um, you can leave a review. It'll really help us out a lot. Um, just figuring out uh, how you guys are liking it and then figuring out how to um, go about doing this in the future and um, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, you can follow all of our stuff from State Lines at state-lines.com. Uh, we have a Facebook, which is facebook.com slash state lines. Twitter is at tweet state lines. We have an Instagram, which is at state lines. And we have a Tumblr, which is official state lines.tumblr.com. And of course, please, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Daniel underscore Cura, C-U-R-A. And, uh, yeah, if you want to follow Brent, he's at, at Brent Kaysen, B-R-E-N-T-C-A-Y-S-O-N. That's your spelling uh, trivia for the day. Okay, that's enough. So here you go, episode number two of This Is Everything with my guest and great friend, Brent Kaysen. Get on that hashtag grumpy grind. <laughs> oh, man, that was bad. Whatever. I miss Brent. Come back, Brent. Okay, here it is. For real, bye. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We have a special treat for you today. 
have the one, the only. Welcome to the State Lines Network. Uh, notice the candle? Oh, <laughs> just sweet. I just, I just lit it. It was the first time. How you doing, man? It may not smell a ton of it's, uh, <laughs> a big room. It's cool. I don't know. That's going to bring my charger, but I'm good. That's all good. So what's, how you doing, man? Good, good, good. Hanging, hanging and living. I'm, uh, no, uh, no, I don't need a parking permit, right? I'll find <laughs> No, you're good. Yeah, I'll call. You're good. Oh, man. So, um, so yeah, what's new? What'd you do this weekend with your, your Just, family? Oh, man, it's always like a rush when I... When I come home, it's awesome, but you try to do so much and see people, and I think I just put the expectations on myself to try to <laughs> hang with fam, hang with friends, so it's good, and then plans always change, you try to roll with the punches, and yeah, so, um, yeah, uh, yeah, grandma was going to come to lunch today, and so I was going to meet up with friends for coffee this morning, and then her car had issues, so she couldn't drive, so I ended up bumping those plans to drive and see her this morning, so. Nice, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's cool, dude. Um, yeah, I mean, I know it's not like we're just not hanging out. We hung out on Friday, but I figured yeah. wanting to get you on this. Yeah. So, um, for those who don't know, this is Brent Kaysen. He's a uh, an old friend of mine. Old Literally, movie. I'm seventy. <laughs> I kick um, and I cuss. <laughs> so, how long have we known each other now? Like, um, it's got to be since was it since um. Oh, was it 08 or 9? That sounds about so right. So about 6 years? Six, yeah. 7 years? Yeah, that sounds about right. That's crazy. Yeah, because I met you through Jason after that trip. Um, yeah, and you were you were like a junior in high school or something. <laughs> uh, junior in college, maybe. Yeah. That's actually probably... Closer accurate. to it. Yeah. <laughs> accurate. That's cool, dude. Um, there's, there's like a nice 8 uh, or 10 year gap, but, it's but somehow um, it doesn't seem so. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I guess that's something we could talk about. The uh, yeah. how we met. That's a crazy story. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's a really good one. Do you want to go into that? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll start it. Why not? Um, yeah, so I, I travel with uh, with bands for about four years. Uh, manage merchandise on tour, mainly for uh, a band around here called Amberlynn. So good, good friends, good band. Um, R.I.P. <laughs> um, too soon. We don't have anything to pour out for them, do we? I mean, you could pour this only, glass of only water, water only on water. my carpet. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I toured with that band, and uh, I've got a uh, one of my other best friends here uh, is Jason Sell, and yeah. we, um, Chris Steven from Anne Berlin had a nonprofit and was doing some work, some charity work out in California, so you and Jason were out there for that and met, you were strangers, met, and then uh, realized you probably should be hanging out in Tampa, and... <laughs> I was kind of like a somewhat of a missing link. Uh, you were an Amberlynn fan as well, and so we all linked up, and uh, so we've all been buds since. And then that's also how you ended up meeting your recent wife. Congratulations! <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that was one Thanks of Jason's you. friends. So it's kind of a crazy, yeah, um, crossroads. One of the many ones of life. Yeah, and then turn into having you and Jason in my wedding party. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. But um. Yeah, that's still nuts. It blows my mind. Um, it's really weird. Yeah, I think the thing that blows my mind the most is like before we probably met, the whole I was probably just like a snot-nosed kid buying, <laughs> buying shirts off you that you hated. <laughs> Hopefully, I wasn't giving you like evil eyes. Like, Dude, you make up your freaking mind. Get out of here. Yeah. Um, 
No. Uh, yeah, there, there was that. And then I remember, like, the, I think the first time that I saw you before we actually met was uh, one of the... Uh, was it one of like the next big things or one of the 97X Tampa radio shows? Because you had won a uh, like a guitar yeah, or yeah, lessons yeah, or yeah. some kind of hangout Back, yeah, with, with the Joey guys. or, yeah, or yeah. Christian. And so uh, so I remember yeah. Jason told me that you had won that. Yeah. And then I saw them. I was like, oh, that's probably that dude. Gotcha. I, yeah, I don't remember you from that. I remember. Yeah, no, I just remember probably creeping on you. I was like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the guy. I remember, I think one, I remember two times like looking back that I remember you from shows. And I think one was Warp Tour. Yeah, and yeah. It must have been. Oh, it, might it have was been seven 08, or eight 08, because we did yeah. seven or eight. Yeah, it was. It was on the cycle for uh, New Surrender. Yeah, so yeah, and I, yeah. Um, and I probably had a Bulls jersey on, a really long beard. <laughs> that was the worst idea. The first time I decided to grow a really long beard was the dead of summer when I'm going to be outside for four or five weeks in ninety degree weather with like eighty five percent humidity. It's <laughs> the worst time to grow a beard. Yeah, but also, I mean, the best time because you don't have to. You're on tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you're not worried about shaving. Yeah, no, that's that's that makes but, uh, sense. That and then I think I remember you had a House of Blue show, but I don't know why that stuck out. But um, yeah, it's so nuts to me. Um, House of Blues. I'm not a fan of you. <laughs> I just want to put that on record. Well, I mean, sorry, sponsor. <laughs> yeah. There, there goes that sponsor. Oh man, we almost had it. That's live. Live Nation was almost on board. <laughs> I can't believe that. Just the first sponsor. You just got Live Nation. Room. Yeah, dude. You know, <laughs> your third podcast. Hey guys, thanks, Live Nation. Oh, so, um, I guess kind of going off touring. I've heard a couple of of your uh, your stories. Do you have any? <laughs> Any favorites that you stories want to share? Stories about me or... Uh, or just stories... Oh, in um, general, that you want to... You don't mind yeah. sharing on the oh, internet. Oh, yeah. I just... I didn't know what kind of embarrassing news you had. Um, but you also knew I mean, me well enough that I probably wouldn't be embarrassed, so... <laughs> Dude, um, I mean, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to, yeah, so, yeah, tour for four years. Um, let's see. I think probably... My best prank story is... Um, we were... Man, it was middle of nowhere. It had to have been... It wasn't it wasn't Wyoming, but it was somewhere out west, middle of nowhere, had played a show in it wasn't a VFW hall, it was definitely a basement somewhere. <laughs> it was absurd. Um S- Steven, I remember, actually ended up trying to he was so over the show, he tried to, I think, wrap uh the bridge of <laughs> um what did oh, okay. he? What did he actually do? He, I remember, he was over it. He definitely yet screamed while he sang a lot more because he never did that. Um, yeah, I think it was feel good drag. He decided to try to like rap part of it. He was just That's amazing. he was like, I'm done with it. Let's just have some fun. Uh, and so some of us had gone out across the street afterwards, and we were out really late. Some of the guys, half of them, stayed behind. So I think we came on the bus at maybe. It, I bet you it probably was like three a.m. or something. And um, right now would be a good time to play. Matchbox Twenty, you're gonna queue up <laughs> yeah. three AM right now, or is that I mean, Rob I, Thomas solo? You should know which one it is. I already had it on my okay. iPod queued. Uh, yeah, so came back to the bus, uh, got in bed, and I just heard like crinkling wrappers uh, in my sheets, and couldn't figure out what the heck was up. Figured, oh, I left like a wrapper, who knows what, candy wrapper. Tried to go to sleep, then I heard them in my pillowcase, and I was like, this is just absurd. So decided to turn the uh, turn the little nightlight on. Uh, started looking through my sheets, and I was finding. Oatmeal cream pies wrapped up in my bed. Now the backstory is that we on the rider had little Debbies, but it was always 
it was always zebra cakes, and I just got tired of it. Like, well, you know, I mean, there's 15 different, 20 different Debbie cakes. Like, let's just switch it up. This let's is... let the runner pick, maybe. Why Why are we getting the same thing yeah. every day? So I brought it up to the tour manager. Like, hey, let's get something else. Anything. Star crunches? I like star crunches. I like fudge <laughs> rounds. I like, I mean, don't test me on my fat kid news. Like, I'll just, sweets, and I love them. So, or did. I definitely cut that way down. So... I guess that day we got the oatmeal cream pies. I remember nobody liked them. It was the really big box. Uh, Nate wrote a note like, Brent, these are freaking horrible. You better eat all these damn little Debbies. <laughs> so left that for me. So somebody had started burying them in my bed, under my sheets, in my pillowcases, and I thought for sure it probably was Nate who slept across from me. And Dion knew who did it, and he pointed underneath my bed. And Stephen... Uh, the singer sleeps under me, so I was like, yeah, I'll get that mug. Good. And um, ended up the next day, I found more. I found them buried in my backpack. I found them buried <laughs> in my little tiny camera bag with my digital camera. Just anywhere he had stuff at Little Debbie, it was there. I found them for a day or two. So the next day was one of the, I think the last day of tour, they had some radio to do. Uh, they were all at a station. There was a dollar store nearby, and I bought like three bags of balloons. And uh, the drum tech and myself blew up. Uh, it had to have been f 60 balloons probably, medium balloons, and I stuffed his bunk bed because there's curtains that shut, so you're almost in like a miniature coffin, it's just, it's all encased. So we just stuffed balloons until you couldn't stuff any more, <laughs> shut the curtains, and unfortunately I was not there to witness it, but I think he was on the phone with his wife and decided he was going to take a nap, opened his curtains, and they just flooded out. And <laughs> So that was my retaliation uh, for for that. Um, I've been unfortunately. I've, I think I've cost them a lot of money at a border crossing on Warped. Um, <laughs> I think I've heard of this one. Yeah, that was a really bad one. Uh, we were hours late. I think we were half the day late. Uh, border crossing. If you've never done Canada, is just um, it depends. There's no continuity, and it depends on like what side of the bed they wake up on as to like actually <laughs> how much work they want you to do. Uh, and so yeah, you're supposed to have paperwork and everything, which we usually have the paperwork. They want to know where every shirt came from, where it's manufactured. Yeah. Uh, so everything was American Apparel. It's, it's American, and I guess I left a few shirts that I got free from other bands in some of the boxes. Well, they decided to go through some of the boxes oh, to okay. verify, found some of those shirts so that were like, not on the manifest, not your business, quote unquote. and all of a sudden, yep, exactly, and all of a sudden, uh, it's like, oh, hey, where'd you get these? These aren't on the list. These are made in, you know, Mexico, yeah. wherever, anywhere else, Guatemala, and... Uh, so they ended up like detaining me and the tour manager, um, questioning us. Going, I think they went through almost like the whole trailer through all the boxes. Uh, and yeah, if you don't know about touring, the driver he usually drives for about eight hours. I think it's like the legal maximum, maybe a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And they've got to stop and rest. So anything over a certain amount of time is overdrive. It's almost like you get paid time and a half, like working overtime. So the band has to pay more. Well, he had already kind of been driving his maximum. So in order to get us there, it was an overdrive. And uh, so, yeah, we had to pay more money on account of uh, my screw-up. So you're <laughs> welcome, Billy, if you're listening. I know you love that extra money that was on yeah. my my fault. I, I went to Canada once, and I, I – yeah, they were strict with me. Like, I helped my sister. She used to travel for work. Yeah, that's right. We, yeah, because uh, yeah, we hung out in Chicago one time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, same thing. Like, we were going to Vancouver, and we were hopping – it was at the Vancouver airport, so I don't know, I mean, I know, like, the basics of my sister's business, yeah, yeah. or her old business, and um, they just pretty much needed me to go out there and help, like, set up, like, the event or whatever they were yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. So, they caught me, like, and asked me, 
like their degree of like what the company was and what I was doing, and I had no answers. So, oh yeah, and then so, you look really sketchy yeah. and really yeah, yeah. yeah. So like just being in the situation, you feel like you're gonna get busted for something that you're not. Exactly, not dude. Even doing. I feel so nervous around them, and I have no reason to. Like I've never had drugs, anything illegal. They definitely don't want you bringing in fruit with like potential other bugs. So I remember yeah. the last time we crossed, we got yelled at because we still had like oranges, bananas. It's just really funny when the biggest thing that they can complain about and yell at you for is like, <laughs> you're not supposed to have fruit. Get trash the fruit. Um, so yeah, so um, yeah, those are some. Those are probably some of my uh, you know favorite ones we did. We were you and I witnessed the last show ever. Yeah, um, that was that was a good time. Good and sad, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, work tour is crazy. Um, we did two of those, I guess one and a half of those. Um, anybody that does that now, kudos, you can keep it. That that two was enough for me. I got friends that go out like year after year, and I can't, they can't do it. But um, I think that's like just a really neat thing that somewhat fell in my lap. I mean, I never tried to do it. It really was supposed to be something in between jobs. I knew a few of the guys and kind of just needed work, and I was like. Hey, I'll do this. I had done some other stuff with like helping set up shows and book shows and run them. So I was like, I might as well try the tour side. Yeah. So it was really just something to make a little bit of a paycheck until I got a job and it just like they grew and it just kind of kept going and going. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so just work my way up. But I mean, it's a rad community to be a part of as far as like all those uh, like legit uh, like merch dudes. It's kind of like a big family. So mm -hmm. it's crazy because I haven't really I haven't toured since uh, 2010 and like the darkest way. Light as a Place tour, I think, yeah. was the yeah, the last one I did. And um, those dudes, I still keep in touch, and a lot of them come through, and some of them have like moved up to a lot bigger bands. One of my buddies does uh, merch for Black Keys, um, yeah. Arcade Fire, so he'll hit me up when he's like at the Dagum United Center, and I'll go <laughs> hang out. And Jesus. Uh, so, yeah, it's cool. Like They still keep in touch, super solid people. Uh, I knew a few girls who toured, and, I mean, they're just as like legit and hard nose and balls to the wall with yeah. a really good work ethic as the dudes. Um, you know, and they're not in it for, you know, anything else on the side. So that's, that's rad to see. But, um, I mean, I even had recently one of my buddies put me on a Facebook, uh, group that's among a whole lot of national touring merch people. And just to kind of keep, keep me in the loop on stuff. So I actually still do stuff around Chicago. Now I moved to Chicago about four years ago, September will be four years ago. So yeah, I started doing stuff there recently the last couple of years. So I do, Riot Fest, um, yeah. and a it's cool. about 20, I think it was 25 of us last year, and we just did all the bands, so they had mm -hmm. about six tents wide, and just everybody's merch was all in one place, and they just have like one team of people that, that sell it yeah, all, yeah, so, yeah. so I did that, I did some stuff for like a few other bands here and there, so I mean, it's cool to kind of stay, keep your, you know, keep your feet wet, stay in it, make a little bit of money, and still be able to hang out, you know, hang out with your people. Yeah, for sure. But it's definitely a neat, uh, like, tight-knit community to, mm -hmm. to to have been a part of, yeah. so, and still. Yeah. I think that's kind of what was cool to me out of, like, getting to know you. Like, obviously, I got to know you, and we, we've been friends for however long. But then meeting, like, the other guys, like, it's always pretty, uh, like, no, it's not like you're just a dude who moved out of state and then... Oh, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. it's always a constant contact kind of thing. I mean, even with us, I probably talk to you more than some other people. Than a lot of friends. Yeah, 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 no, exactly. Um, I feel like that's what's crazy about you and I, that, like, I feel like we got closer after. Yeah, dude, possible. Which is crazy. Yeah. I yeah. mean, maybe it's just age. Um, <laughs> I'm, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, going back to the 70-year-old, I mean, I'm definitely the, the grandpa of, of our friends. I actually, um, one of the ambulance stories that they always quote, because they do usually rag me. They, they, can, they can actually do, some of them can imitate me well, like the really like <laughs> ranting, raging southern accent. The southern comes out a little bit harder when I'm, when I'm going off on some tangent. But um, we were doing that uh, his work tour in, when they have a few days off out in like San Diego, they do that bowling uh, tournament teams do it, and I think they get uh, fans to come out and play. So they'll kind of tag team like two fans oh, okay. and two band dudes, gotcha. no bowl. And yeah, yeah. I think a lot of money goes to charity. It's cool. And so, uh, tour manager rented a car, and I think about like four or five of us were going down. It was maybe 30, 40 minutes away, and and I already just I'm not like a good backseat driver to begin with. Like I just want to drive. I'm not a good passenger at all, and um, felt like I was in Mario Kart because I'm pretty sure we had like one of the smallest cars with. Like five big grown ass dudes, <laughs> so I was already kind of pissed about that. And I remember some guy was was walking across the street um, in his flip flops, and he was just taking his own time. And this may be something we we move on to next, but I feel like one of my biggest uh, pet peeves is uh, really selfish pedestrians in their own world. <laughs> uh, I like to think of myself as like the most uh, polite pedestrian in this great country maybe the planet and uh, and I remember I just kind of yelled I think my window was cracked I was like I know you're wearing flip flops you can at least jog <laughs> and uh, to this day that's something that they that exact line that's something they can just nail all the time so that sticks out that's a story that they like and uh, yeah I mean especially living in Chicago now because you know I mean down here in Florida you get a lot of like really busy intersections you're not really Having a whole lot of pedestrians and crosswalks yeah, yeah. and stop signs and lights. There's a few clusters, but for the most part, yeah. Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, like it's just it's you know I don't know it's ridiculous. I think, uh, you know, yeah, I try to be considerate. I think that's the the one kind of funny thing that still baffles a lot of people about me because I am I do usually get upset about things, but for some reason I'm usually more lighthearted about things that probably should. Um, piss me off like the subway <laughs> incident the other day I um, remind me I don't know so I was so it was the um, I was going to, so normally yeah going down to the subway I'm always uh, you know you get behind people slow people for me I usually am in a rush it's a big city you're walking around you're weaving in and out of people for some reason, going down the stairs, going into the subway, I'm behind people, and they may be a little slow, but for some reason, I don't want to run around them, because I know with my luck, I'll run into the train, and then they'll get right in behind me and give me that look like, oh, way to run around me, bro, look, I made it too, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then we're side by side for, you know, the next five stops, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, great. So, um, I, there's been like two times recently where I should just run around them, for some reason, that's usually when you would want to rush. Hey, train, let me catch it. Let me run. Let me. That's when I decide to let my manners out, my southern gentleman out. I'm like, no, I'll follow this guy down the stairs. He's going really freaking slow, but I'll just follow him <laughs> down. And sure enough, they get to the bottom of the stairs, and like, there's the cars, there's the train waiting. It's about to go. And they still just don't hurry up. And next thing you know, the doors close, and it's all of freaking 25 feet away. <laughs> and it's just like, I should have ran around him. So big. now I just promise myself, like I don't care what it takes. Like I'll, I'll be the matter. rude guy. I'm, go I'm gonna be that guy that people go home and vent to their like husband or kid about. Like the guy wife. that hurries up to the stoplight um, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I mean the pedestrian thing. I just, uh, I feel like it just. It's I don't know. It's bad for like all parties involved because. Uh, oh, I saw a girl the other day that really. 
I love that we're just getting into this. <laughs> because it's, it literally is the thing I hate the most. Like, I'm so passionate about it. Uh, I, ju- I just think that, yeah, you know, I mean, get your head out of your ass, get it off your phone. You don't need to be talking, texting your friend about, you know, the 15th season of The Bachelor, Bachelorette, and, you know, how you were blown away about, like, some new crazy dramatic move that we probably just saw last year and the year before last. All the backstabbing. Um, But, yeah, so they, you know, they take forever, and it's like, yeah, you've got the right of way, but chances are this guy's wanting to turn right, and he's got a green light, but you've got the right of way to cross. But now that you're taking your time, he can't turn, and now there's a traffic jam behind him yeah. because you're going slow and he's trying to turn right, but you're in the way. Like just, and anytime I always hustle it. Like you can just see me very swiftly <laughs> moving through a crosswalk. I'm always trying to like, cool dude, bring it on. I know you want to go. There's times I will actually I've stopped people in a crosswalk to let a guy come through because I know once the floodgates open and everybody comes through, this guy's not going to have a chance to turn for like another light cycle. <laughs> So, um, yeah, you just see it more in Chicago. So it's it's funny because um, in a way it doesn't really matter if you're – because I've, I've tried to bike everywhere. So most people are like, oh, cyclists, yeah, they hate drivers. They hate – you know, they, they just want the bikes or just the bikes and the pedestrians. To me, it's kind of like no one's safe because chances are I can really hate you if you're a car driver and if you're a pedestrian and even if you're another cyclist. Uh, or I can be your your best friend, and I can kind of get you right on through the intersection, so you don't have to wait through three lights in downtown Chicago. Oh, ridiculous! Um, so we'll be right back with more pedestrian travel tips with Frank Case. Get out of the street! That <laughs> just took the best turn. Oh God, I love it. Um, that was one of the main things. <laughs> so good. I guess uh, that kind of goes. You and oh, I but have... that girl, real quick. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You and I have kind of a rep in our circle of friends of being uh, the grumpy guys. Yeah. Which is interesting because I don't feel like we're – I feel like you can tell now like we're pretty fun guys to be around and we're not like running around just like being pissed off at people. Yeah, we're not necessarily Debbie Downs. But it comes out when you're around close friends because they get it. Yeah, So I think that's what it is and and it kind of comes out – Crank to, to 10 yeah. sometimes. But it's because you know your friends can yeah. handle it. And I can't speak for yourself, but I know for me, like, I always try to be a pretty easygoing dude. Yeah, and I yeah. feel like I feel like a lot of it comes from social media where you're it's easier to, to just rant about. Like, I do it all the time, but, like, a lot of my more uh, quote-unquote popular posts are me just, like, ragging on some something that was just really dumb. I feel yeah. like it might be with you. Uh, so people yeah, yeah, yeah. get that perception of you and then um even though like you're one of the cuddly, cuddliest dudes I know. Yeah. So but we're both so, on the same couch right now. Uh, just side by side. <laughs> get off. We're just right here on my shoulder. No. Um, um so good. We cuddle just not with each other. It's uh Yeah, I think that's the thing. You know, for me I feel like it's more or less it's um I do want to go on tants and tants. That's a new word. <laughs> rants and tangents there we go that was it that's Nailed what it. i was looking for so um we'll but but i go i go on <laughs> just kidding we don't have that <laughs> software first place so uh I, I feel like it's it's more uh what do i want to look for it's just everyday little little things but i also feel like it's uh some of it's just common sense things that just a lot of people don't 
just take the time to stop and think if you think about it for, you know, 30 seconds. Like, oh, yeah, that kind of makes sense. And so, yeah, I get some friends that are like, oh, man, like, I can't believe that little thing ticks you off. And then I'll have other friends or, like, my roommate, like, oh, no, yeah, that, that totally makes sense. Like, yeah, I can, I can, it's totally valid. I see your point. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess it depends on the, the way you look yeah. at it. But it, yeah, we we're not uh we're not a you know we're not twenty four seven on that uh on, on that grumpy drink. grumpy grind. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a new first time. New. So oh man, get so on that grumpy get on grind. the grumpy grind, bro. Um, <laughs> but uh, but we do need to. Uh, your your Halloween idea though we got to hang out on Halloween. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I was actually just looking up. I can't remember their names, but um, yes, Statler and Waldorf, the yeah, the grumpy Muppets that sit on the balcony and just <laughs> bitch about everybody. Exactly. <laughs> oh look at look at that! Look, I can't oh, believe she's God. weird. So we may we may just actually dress up like like old men sometime soon if we can actually uh, hang out on just, a, on a make Halloween a, make a Halloween trip to Chicago yeah exactly <laughs> which I feel like is just the, <laughs> the worst time to come no it's not the worst that would be St. Patrick's Day Parade mm. um, yeah in, anytime it's a big tourist joint but, that's awesome uh, yeah I need to get back would, up there I haven't been up there in a while be fun. I think the last time I went was that time you were talking about um, where we met up yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I love that city. What's crazy is my last office that I just moved from was only like two blocks from where we ate that uh, that Mexican. Oh, the Mexican place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that gotcha. was that was good stuff. Um, yeah, it was a cool. Well, it was cool when you were there, wasn't it? And then you guys yeah. ran in your dress clothes to like the bean to take pictures and then ran all around back or town. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, were yeah. working on a break. Um, so my sister's old job, she would set up for like conferences and events. So she needed me and um, my old roommate Caesar. We went out there to help him. So we woke up, went to the convention center at like five early in the morning, five yeah. or six to set up, and we were done by like seven. And um, we had just like the whole day. We pretty much had the whole day to do whatever, and they just had to be back at the convention at like I don't know, like five o'clock, whenever it was done. Yeah, just yeah, pack yeah. up, or if they needed us. But um, but yeah, that so you was just the, took all the photo ops you could in one day. <laughs> but <laughs> it was it was cool. It was awesome, a great day. But it also kind of sucked because my sister was the transportation but she had to be at the event so we just walked all across chicago with, oh yeah because you're not with, trying to figure out with a, uh, dress shoes and uh that was miserable it's the worst it's the worst but it's good times i like that place um so so we tend to like uh we have a lot of the same i think part of why we got along is the the same background of like uh music a lot of the same bands but then just kind of like the same uh i don't know like ethos and uh, attitude towards kind of like the underground music scene and what yeah. we came up with and kind of yeah. the values and uh, what cause I don't even know that we've ever really talked about this as far as like how how it started so what what age and maybe what bands were you into that were kind of like the uh, the gateway drug <laughs> the gateway drug to um, that um, oh man um to Let's get away see. from a lot of whatever radio. There's or, a, I mean, we all have the embarrassing time, but I feel like once I got those crappy bands out of my system, yeah. um, the ones started coming in. I mean, because then again, I lived in kind of a rural area, so it wasn't like we had a 97X or radio station stuff, yeah, but it was yeah. just, it was pretty much um, me trying to find stuff. So um, nothing super underground until like I actually actively like looked for that kind of stuff later, yeah. but 
early, I guess like early middle school, early high, or late middle school, early high school kind of stuff. Um, oh, let's. I mean, AFI was a big oh, nice. one, and um, that's a, probably one of our bigger bonding things. Cause yeah, yeah. In all through high school, even through now, like that band is so huge. But like, I feel like we you, love you, Davey Havoc. <laughs> I feel like you and I are like, like we have a few like casual fans of that band but like yeah. I, it, I know for sure in high school I never found anybody that was like a big fan of yeah, that band yeah, for yeah. the most like it was only like me and every time I tried people get people to shows they're like oh yeah we'll see and I was just like oh, you guys can go to hell cause <laughs> cause this is the best thing right cause now I, dude cause I'm 15 and can't drive this is your fault <laughs> but um but yeah uh yeah I feel like them because I mean I got in with them on the I think a lot of people did on the Sing the Sorrow, Sing Sorrow yeah. uh, album, but then from there I backtracked and that, I think that led me into the quote-unquote quote underground scene, just getting their yeah. old uh, Nitro records and uh, when they self-produced and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, nice. That was a big one that kind of kind of pushed me away. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. but we were kind of we're. Because, like you said, the age difference. So we're kind of a little bit different on the, on some of those on, bands, on some of the just because yeah, of the different yeah. times. Yeah. But, um, or just like that when you got into that and you couldn't drive yet. And I was <laughs> I was freaking twenty like two or something <laughs> um, watching them in Atlanta. Yeah. If only I would have known that a young man with no license, <laughs> one state away, really needed to go to a show. <laughs> Oh god. So um but yeah, you I and I helped you. talk. I think that's part of the reason we kept in touch so much cuz we started every so at least like once a week you and I'll have a uh, just like a music a music chat for a couple hours via text. Yeah, or yeah, either like new new albums, yeah, new or just videos, talking about um, just the scene or quote unquote industry in general. Yeah. Um yeah. Cuz I mean that's obviously a shit show too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I say that quote-unquote industry, like, not even because you say that word and you think of, like, the Grammys and pop music and whatever, but yeah. even just, like, the way labels are, labels do stuff and the interesting way it, it's changing, or it has yeah, changed. Yeah, it has um, to, like, constantly evolve. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's a uh, pretty good talk. I was actually thinking the other day, I was actually telling Noel the other day, um, my wife, for those of you who don't know, um, there's something, even when I was a kid, and by kid I mean, like, teenager, like... I can't, it's not something I actively tried, but if you're, if, even if you have like some of the best music and then I find out that you're a dick, I just can't get into your music anymore. You know what I mean? Like it just turns (laughs) me off. Like, because music is such a weird thing because like you're, I mean, it's obviously an art form and you're putting yourself out there and you're like raw and you're emotional at least you're supposed to be unless you're a select artist yeah. but um so I feel like you should be more in tune with the fact that other people are like that too and yeah. to not be a jackass or just ego too egotistical for even if you're huge I don't know I, I can't I'm not a huge music, musician but I feel like if I was you know, I mean I, that's a weird thing because you're not there yeah. and I feel like you know there's a lot of stuff that comes with that and people around yeah you. yeah yeah but um yeah, it still doesn't mean that yeah that you should be that way. I think it even makes you more grateful and also even just like more baffled yeah. when some bands do get to a certain size and are still just solid legit. Yeah, yeah, humble dudes. Um, yeah, yeah. I um, yeah, it's weird because yeah, my dad's a 
a pastor, so I grew up, uh, you know, in a church, and they were fairly strict, and I remember, like, we could only listen to Christian music when I was younger, and, um, uh, let's see, I remember buying, like, my first little, like, tape player boombox, um, (laughs) and, uh, yeah, my dad said it would, like, if he heard anything other than Christian music, it would get, like, taken away for a period of time, so it was that, and, uh, so it definitely was, like, really cheesy at first, it was my parents' stuff, um, I mean, I totally had, like, Stephen Curtis Chapman cassettes that I would put in my Walkman when I ripped the leaves. <laughs> um, it got really ridiculous. And then uh, then I kind of branched out a little bit, and it was uh, it, it got a little edgier, as they like to say. And so I started uh, tasting a little bit of, like, uh, like DC Talk and Newsboys. Um, I will go on record to say, like, I, I would, I'd go to a DC Talk reunion show in a heartbeat. <laughs> I don't care. Uh Jesus Freak was pretty solid for what it was. Um, but <laughs> I feel uh, like Noel might join you on that. I went, oh, yeah, dude. Uh, so we, um, so that was kind of my thing. And then uh, I remember going and watching Newsboys and, uh, and a band, Plank Eye, opened up for them. And they were on Tooth and Nail. And so that's kind of what got me, mm, yeah. got me into that. Um, and then, you know, as time goes on and you start listening to other stuff, then you're like, oh, yeah, they just really like the band. Uh, like hum and smashing pumpkins and stuff like that. She's like, uh, I can totally hear that. Yeah. Uh, but that was that was my that was kind of like my intro, and then from there it went into. Uh, there was a band that I really loved. They only put out one album called Driver Eight that was really mm. good. I love that. And then yeah, just like MXPX and punk stuff. Yeah. Um, on down the list. So that's kind of what got me into that. And then when I moved to uh, Atlanta, I got into a little bit more like hardcore stuff. We would put on some shows and concerts at a small, like a 250 cap room. Yeah. So, um, so that was rad. I mean, I remember, uh, doing like a, uh, under oath would usually come through cause Atlanta was only like seven hours from Tampa. So usually they would, they would always come through on tour. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there was a show that we did. The room held like 250 <clears throat> or 300 people and it wasn't even packed out. And it was, under Oath Headlining and My Chemical Romance was direct support. <laughs> I think you might have told me about that. That's yeah, insane. and that was, uh, that was I don't know, probably like 03 or something like that. Was Safety out then? Um, chasing Safety? No, uh, no, no. It was just, uh, I think it was probably Changing of Times. Okay. It just been out. Dallas, um, yeah. yeah. So he was, still, he was still with them most of the time when they came through. But um, yeah, I did some crazy shows every time I die and uh, plenty of other... Uh, oh, did the, uh, you know, doing the Taking Back Sunday brand new and Rufio show. And that was like right when they were starting to get on MTV and go crazy. Yeah. And I mean, we didn't have Got that internet Spider-Man sales ticket. Yeah, you didn't get <laughs> online ticket sales. And I remember there were kids emailing and calling from every bordering state. Really? Asking about That's how nuts. to get tickets. And it was just like, well, just get there and get early, get in line. Yeah, yeah. And they had just painted the building the inside uh, like a week or two before. It was new paint, and it was so hot. We crammed so many people. We went way over capacity. There were kids outside in the parking lot watching through the window, and it was so hot that the walls were, like, sweating. Water was dripping from the ceiling, and then kids were leaning up against the wall, and just the new paint was coming off in sheets, just pulling right off. That's crazy. So that's probably one of the, like, gnarliest small shows that I remember from from back in the day. But, I mean, even going back to what's crazy is, like, the MXPX thing is... uh. You know, from touring, I've met, you know, plenty of bands, bands I used to listen to on the radio and super rad yeah. dudes um, in in bigger bands, but I feel like the only guy I ever just 
like can't get my words out around is freaking Mike Herrera. <laughs> and uh, so it's funny, yeah. So I like I've become friends with you know dudes I used to sing along to on the radio and, and different things. But for some reason, I think it's just because I listened to them early on in high school. I lived out yeah. in the middle of nowhere with a lot of rednecks, so like there weren't many people. I had a few friends that listened to to MXPX and some other punk stuff. Yeah. And uh, so I feel like it's just, I've listened to him so long that, and that's kind of what got me rooted in that, that, you know, in my mind, that as is, much as I don't really ever get quote unquote starstruck or try to put people on a pedestal. Like for some reason, that's yeah. just something that's like embedded. Like, yeah, I remember being in high school watching VHS videotapes yeah, and yeah. being like, I want to dye my hair blue <laughs> like that dude, which I did at church camp. <clears throat> and, um, it was supposed to wash out, but <laughs> church camp. church camp in high school go away. Uh, uh, I was a bag boy at a grocery store, and I had blonde hair, but I didn't know anything about dyeing hair or knowing that really dye latches onto blonde. You can't really get it out, so it was supposed to be one of those. Hey, you just put it in and wash it out, and it didn't wash out. <laughs> <laughs> and so my royal blue hair went to like baby blue and I just kept trying to get a lighter lighter and I just ended up buzzing off my hair That's like awesome. ev literally every two or three days just like how quick can I get this blue off That's awesome. so I think that was something that you know obviously the the uh, the pastor parents weren't really expecting <laughs> coming back yeah um, I usually I was one that like played by the rules you know you always hear the like rebellious and crazy yeah preacher's kids but it wasn't really wasn't really the case so Unless you're putting that tape in your walk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless, yeah, you gotta, you gotta keep the smashing pumpkins out. You can, you can, you can do some, uh, you can do some Michael W. Smith, some Stephen Curtis Chapman. Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, going kind of going back to the different <clears throat> us, different age, but kind of starting up or what the music was for us. Um, I've always kind of felt like so bummed that like I was just too young to do that kind of stuff like putting on shows or oh, yeah, like yeah. like the quote unquote like early underground scene stuff like yeah. there's no way now that anything like like some people are doing it and like there's like house shows and stuff that that happened but yeah. it's just it's so different now and no, it's definitely. so weird like so like like I just missed that and like those uh Maybe it was just where I was, but like basement shows and all that kind of stuff, like just. Yeah, that may have been it. I mean, Central Florida is not yeah. necessarily known for that, but um, yeah, no, and, and like me, I'm kind of on the other hand. Like I was a part of it, but then I wish I actually did more. But I was still just kind of like the young kid who you know grew up in a yeah know, a preacher's kid and just wasn't uh, you know full into that. But I think yeah. that too it says a lot about that community, like the a lot of the. Hardcore kids and and different things in that scene are just cool and open yeah. to whatever. Yeah. And so uh, I remember, uh, you know, just going to shows and I'm kind of like this, you know, whatever nerdy kid didn't really know much about it, getting into it little by little, and they were all cool with it and joke around with me, you know, bring me in with open arms. So uh, you know, and especially in Atlanta in the South, it's definitely the Bible Belt, and so uh, like that was one of the few uh, genres where you could go, and it would be like. Christian kids and atheist kids and you know the atheist kids definitely wanted to like flaunt it and they always wore shirts to shows that uh, said God for youth and um, but I mean everybody was pretty much on on good terms for the most part so yeah. it's just kind of like everybody shows up does their thing because at that point it's just all about the music nobody's talking about yeah and when you don't you know, have any kind of access. religious views it's just everybody yeah. shows when up when you're in a young out. band or young kid 
when you don't have access to like if that's the only show going on that week yeah. or whatever that you can get on, then but you're gonna just, yeah. You're not gonna be a jerk to other people just because of whatever, you know. Yeah, just yeah, some nonsense that makes sense. difference. Yeah. yeah. So you cuz so you grew up in Atlanta, right? Yeah, Atlanta for uh like first half of my life and then it was like St. Pete for middle school. Um and what up St. Pete Christian School and uh did that. Uh my dad was like a kids pastor and then we moved to North Florida, so it's like outside of Gainesville. There's okay. no one nowhere, so like around Gainesville, like outside from there, it's just yeah, all these nothing. tiny, tiny yeah. backwoods towns. I actually lived on a dirt road in high school. Um, like, and that's what's crazy. I don't really know where. That was before I ever even moved to Atlanta and got into a lot of punk stuff. I don't really know where I got kind of like a I don't give a crap attitude <laughs> from and do whatever I want. I don't really know where that, you know, I mean, maybe my parents, but... I, mean, I remember I was, and maybe it was just the music I was listening to, the music videos, and I was so into it. Um, I would have my sister, like, dye or highlight my hair. And this was after the blue thing, so I feel like that was kind of like, hey, I went from, like, <laughs> zero to ten. Okay, now backpedaling. Oh, highlighting's not so bad. Uh, she would do that. But, yeah, I mean, we lived on a dirt road. It was a lot of, uh, like, rednecks. And, I, was, I mean, I was, you know, buddies with them. We'd go riding four-wheelers and dirt bikes, but it definitely wasn't, wasn't my jam. Um, yeah. I'm really, really familiar with all the, uh, like, mid to late 90s country music uh, from my boss whenever I worked on a ranch like burying dead goats and feeding horses uh, so yeah all the Alan, Alan Jackson Clint Black uh, Tim McGraw and just, Lucky just throw, throw it down man <laughs> yeah dude I need to I need to go to a uh, I need to go to like a country bar for yeah. like a music trivia night I feel so we could probably do that over in Lando tonight <laughs> yeah. what's going on in yeah Sunday I feel like night. I had such an aversion adverse reaction to the country music thing just because it was so shoved down my shoved throat. down your yeah yeah like, everywhere I just, like I don't necessarily mind it but like I just I can't get into it you know yeah and like yeah. there's well, and it's, back, it's just real different now, too, because then you've got, well, like, yeah, the it's, country it's pop. It's just pop and the, music, uh, essentially, yeah. now. This is pop music. Pop music with a twang. When you're just naming stuff you see in your yard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's so bad. Um, I mean, I, I actually, today, it crossed my mind. I was going to text you, like, I kind of want to, uh, I don't know. Now I feel bad for actually how how much I bashed black eyed peas and I could be wrong but I feel like that would almost be a welcome breath of fresh air uh, compared to what's on pop radio right now I actually I don't I don't listen to that on yeah. the on the regs but I being here in Florida visiting my my family so I drive my parents car and I forgot my aux cable and there's no bluetooth and so I just listen to the radio and I swear I mean I drove about an hour each way to go hang out with my grandma this morning and I think my finger was on the like channel surfing buttons, station surfing buttons for. Non-stop, I mean, it had yeah. to have been two thirds, three quarters of the way. Just yeah. like next, next, listen to part of the song, next, and it's absolutely horrendous. And I just like part of a Black Eyed Peas song came on. <laughs> the I got a feeling, and that one is uh, that was like towards the tail end of them. But I started thinking, like, man, this is actually like so much better than it was. almost I feel like all they, of the crap. I feel like they fell into their own trap. Became yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I feel like they they became like a caricature, caricature of like what they were. Yes, yeah. I was. Uh, I wonder if they actually. It'd be funny if they actually did that on purpose. They're like, guys, let's just we got to do what we do. Just do it times ten, and <laughs> let's just troll just the hell out of everyone and ourselves. Yeah, dude. 
That goes back to I told you that a while ago. Um, kind of going back to country music, but like I kind of want to just write a country album cool. and just <laughs> screw it. At least people. just a song. You just need to do it. Put just it up to on do a band camp. SoundCloud. Like if I had if I had an audience and like obviously that whole thing's like a different machine and market and stuff. Yeah. If I had an audience and if I could like get Steam going mm. on that. Yeah. And then just and just <laughs> write one for a joke and just be like, well, it's. And then, just, but, but then but just like play it straight, and like, can you imagine? Not not even me. Just can you imagine somebody making a country album, playing it straight, going on tour, doing all these things <laughs> inside? They're just like, and then, like yeah, yeah, I just picture him like like whoever it is like at the Grammys, and then like at the speech being like, yeah, this, this album's terrible. <laughs> these guys are idiots. <laughs> Jokes on you, bros. <laughs> and uh, that, that could go towards any any music, not just yeah, say, not just not just country, country music. Um, I mean, we're we're equal opportunity like bashing if, here. Yeah, like, you, we'll get anybody. I feel like that only you'd only do that if you didn't care about having any sort of career. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a year long, like a year long uh, uh, facade. Yeah. Just to screw with people. Just and, oh, then, so and then just come right out. Yeah. That's so good. It'll um, it'll happen at some point. It has to, I guess. Oh man, that's so good. Um. Uh, going back to what we were talking about. Um, so when did you move to... Because you moved to Chicago. So you yeah. were in uh, like Gainesville area, and then you came... Oh, and then I moved, I moved to Atlanta. I moved to Atlanta. That's what I did. When I turned literally, it was like a oh, uh, so month before I was 21. I okay. moved to Atlanta and lived there for like five years. And then uh, four or five years. And then around the end of 05, came back to Florida uh, for work. I was kind of getting tired of Atlanta. My parents lived down in Tampa at the time. They had already moved from middle of nowhere to Tampa. I was like, yeah, why not? You know, change of scenery. And I had like a job opportunity and that didn't really pan out like I was planning or wanted to. And so that's kind of when I hit up, uh, you know, one of the Amberlynn dudes just to see if I could just go out if they needed help. And so I think like a month or two later I was, I was out and, um, yeah, I was going to do it for just a little bit. And next thing you know, it was like, Oh, one year, two years, three year. And it just got crazy and snowballed. Um, nuts. So yeah, so uh, I did that and then moved up to moved up to Chicago in September of 2011, which is weird. It kind of doesn't feel like it was that long ago, yeah, but then in a way it does. But because yeah. I think we we hung out literally like the was it was it the night or the night before I before left? left? I'm almost thinking like that had to have been like the night before mm. or two nights before. I'm thinking was I, I was before. gone the next I was, morning. I took I know. I want to say it was because I yeah. took off that next day for a vacation to uh, to San Fran. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think it was. I think we hung out like a. That's a crazy. Yeah, times it was Jason week. and yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah that's yeah. It doesn't seem like that did, long. Ago. Did an, that's the same year. Did I was, an, oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say it was just kind of like a fun way to yeah. go out in a way. Went to like yeah the local awards show. Um, yeah. For an entertainment magazine and yeah, Jason. Jason won something and dudes I worked with won something and uh and then we just hung out way late and then next thing you know I had two bags on a plane to Chicago and I've just <laughs> been there that that uh that cause I, I had a flight that next morning early like five five or six something something yeah. ridiculous and like we were celebrating that night so we'd been drinking and my sister was obviously driving me she drove me to the airport and dropped me off but that's the only time that I've been it was so, well. It was time. so late because we stayed up so late, or early, however you look at it. And then I had to catch a flight, and I 
I took a nap on my sister's floor for like an hour and was still drunk at the oh, airport. At the- on the airplane, and I had a layover. Like, this is probably one of my lowest moments of my life. I was going to layover, like, was it, I think it was, so it was either Atlanta or, like, Austin or something, and I had a layover, and I was just still, like, my body was just so thrown off because just the time difference, whatever yeah. it was, and then, um, yeah, so I don't you think just it was keep Texas. Drinking? No, no, so I was oh, just man. awake, but it was, like, breakfast time, so I'm just by myself, in the uh, airport food court, just eating <laughs> like an egg McMuffin, just like eating a Taco smelling. Bell burrito <laughs> breakfast burrito, with just kids around me, like on their way to their vacation or whatever they're doing, <laughs> and, <laughs> like family, and I'm just Can like, you see that? you've had the same clothes on for a day and a half. <laughs> it was, it um, don't, your hair's don't disheveled. Recommend, don't recommend. But uh, but it was good. I'm glad we had a nice time that night before. <laughs> Oh man, oh. I totally see that. Thanks for admitting that. Yeah, you know it's on the internet. I've now, heard so. that, but I like it. <laughs> that is, um, I think speaking of the internet, I um, so I have a friend. It's actually an ex, and uh, so she's put a few things like on Reddit recently, and they like go really well. It's crazy, really. And uh, so she had one recently, and her, uh, I guess she took a picture out her window. Her teenage neighbor across the street. I think the boy. I can't remember if the boy or the girl is the neighbor, but anyway, basically it's like a couple, a teenage couple, and the guy's like breaking up with the girl and they're sitting on the curb, but he's oh. got a bag of Cheetos that he's eating. <laughs> so that. he's eating Cheetos just nonchalantly, and the girl's looking all distraught. So she put that on her Facebook first and then put it on like Reddit, and it just got really crazy. And so then she started posting updates, and I guess the next day um, the, the girl's mom came over and uh, knocked on the door with the girl. And so she was kind of scared to answer, and uh, they weren't super pissed. I think the mom like actually thought it was a little funny, but the mom told her that she was expecting to see like an actual like middle-aged woman, maybe whose kid posted it instead of... <laughs> actual friend who does have like a, I don't know like a two year old kid so she's like a, a responsible mom but uh, awesome. I guess the kid the kid found out and then his mom came over and she she, she requested she doesn't know how the internet works she requested that it just be <laughs> taken down I mean and so I'm pretty sure like I don't I mean Beyonce I'm trying to tell her it. like I don't think you just really take that off and it's just gone oh, okay. the great part about that is like I saw it on Imgur <laughs> did um, you before you texted me about it like a day before yeah it was on like the front page which is like the most popular stuff <laughs> yeah. and Imgur um kind of works hand in hand it's like it's own thing but when you upload like photos to Reddit, yeah, Imgur is the the service that they use. So uh, like, so when you do so it's probably your friend's pic- it's probably your one. friend's picture. Yeah, because like she probably logged in and uploaded via Imgur, and then it sits on Imgur too. Yeah, yeah. So then okay. I probably saw her picture, and then you texted me like the day after. <laughs> I was like, no way, because <laughs> I laughed so hard when I saw that. He's just like she's crying, and he's just not even looking he's at not her. Like, he's in, in, in the other direction. The bag of cheetos. <laughs> And then there got to be so many, like, uh, not necessarily memes, but people, like, adding. I think people added, like, the Cheetos guy the best, over his shoulder. The best comment and... I saw was, like, the kid quoting, like, quoting the kid fake. It is that, um, sorry, baby, it ain't easy being cheesy. <laughs> I died so hard. And I, just the fact that you. I think you knew somebody the, made, you knew uh, photoshopped it with, like, cheese dust everywhere, oh, too. God, Cheeto so dust. Uh, the internet's so freaking weird. Um, 
Yeah, that's crazy. But you just can't take things off of it. <laughs> off the <laughs> and then just be gone. Oh, God. That's so good. You could have just like probably pasted it into a Word doc and then deleted it in front of the lady. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> See, gone. All, all, all gone. There you go. All done. Chops here. Done. So, that's so good. Um, so, I know you were talking a little bit earlier about um, your, like, being, being uh, only being allowed to listen to Christian music stuff growing up. Yeah. And Noelle, my wife, was kind of the same way for a little while. I was never in that, um, I never really, like, I, my mom, like, would, like, regulate kind of what I was listening to, just yeah. in general, like, parents do. But, she would like, just make sure you weren't on a destructive path. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I would. Check in periodically. I never had, <laughs> never had like, the Christian-only, uh, music mindset, so Daniel, what... Daniel, I've heard, of, I've heard about this Marilyn Manson. Do you have any of his stuff? <laughs> oh, thank God. It, uh, I mean, they were weirded out once I started listening, like, to heavy music, but that's probably as far as I got. But... Yeah. So kind of going off of that, how, just in general, how to, like, I mean, it has to have some, this is, might be a big question, how does having a dad who's a pastor, like, outside of, like, only listening to Christian music, like, what kind of, how was that growing up? Like, how did that, uh, like, turn you into yeah. grumpy brain? So this is a free therapy <laughs> session, right? It was good. It's it was just good. so interesting to me, because, like, I was, yeah. like, I... I'll put you, from my, my perspective, like, I grew up, I was Catholic, and we went, I remember we went to maybe church, like, I, that I remember, like, when we lived in Tampa a couple of times. Then we moved up to Land Lakes, north of Tampa. Um, we start like, we didn't really start going until, like, I was maybe in middle school, like, yeah. definitely in high school, is yeah. and then I went to the youth group and did all that kind of stuff, yeah. but, like, growing up, like... Like like my wife did, or like you did, like every Sunday, like being yeah. such a big part. Of, like that's just like so foreign to me. So yeah, I'm so well, you're already sucked to... into like Nine Inch Nails world. And you just <laughs> were not having. Um, I'm, no. just, uh, I'm always interested I, to hear that. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, obviously, so for me, it was it wasn't quote unquote weird because it's just like normal life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, as you grow up, there's things uh, that change. So there wasn't really any, I guess, like negative or quote unquote bad stuff you hear a lot. Um, there wasn't a lot of like drama in the in the family uh like you you know you got things every now and then where you hear uh you know people in the church talk about your dad or some kind of drama going on or people not agreeing mm. with him and so that kind of uh bums you out uh, when you're younger but um as far as any implications like it was um it was fine i mean they were strict but i feel like it's like there again it's one of those things where you're in it you're around yeah, it. it's exactly. just your world you don't really know about anything different sure. uh so, so that was fine. Um, growing up, I mean, I I went to public school for some. I did private school, and I've done homeschool, so I've done a little bit of everything. Yeah. And um, it was, you know, I mean, I was I was behind it all, and maybe until I moved to to Atlanta, uh, and um, and basically started working with. I'd moved up there to like intern with a, a like a. Kind of like a street ministry that did a lot of stuff with homeless so this people. Is the second time when you did a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, like when I went back like yeah, as yeah. an adult. Yeah, gotcha. so uh, I knew people that kind of like ran it and started it, and it was actually people that had kind of gotten my dad into ministry or gave him his first like youth pastor job when you know he was you know probably you know early twenties, mid twenties, and so I had known him for a while, and 
I went up there to work with them and kind of like intern and see what happened. I'd gone to school for a little bit, didn't know what I wanted to do. So they did a lot of stuff with like kids and housing projects. They'd throw big block parties. They would do stuff for uh, homeless people, kind of get them back on track and work. They had services. Uh, you know, uh, they had like, three or four different kind of main things. But they also yeah. housed the office um, and uh, was also paid uh, Jay Baker, whose parents were Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. And so I knew of them growing up in the church. Um, gotcha. He basically was like one of the first like main like televangelists. And uh, so there was you know some drama that had gone on with that. And growing up in the church, you always hear of that. His dad ended up having to do time in prison for something, and his mom was always uh, ridiculed. She wore a lot of makeup, and um, so a lot of people kind of yeah yeah dude. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it was you know people would kind of make fun of her. Well, she would be emotional. She was like an awesome, sensitive person. But you know you cry in the Mascara runs, and so that's kind of what everybody in pop culture uh, knew of them. So gotcha. uh, he had kind of uh, left. He never even graduated school. That all happened when he was a kid. I don't think he got past middle school. Um, got hard into like drugs, alcohol, kind of came back around, uh, full sleeve tattoos, and so basically kind of got back into it, but wanted to do it his way and not really be super churchy, and so. He ended up writing a book, and Rolling Stone had done some stuff, uh, interview with him around the time that I moved up. But I basically kind of got in with him, started going to his Bible studies. And um, that's kind of when I started realizing, like, okay, yeah, things aren't as black and white as yeah. the church wants it to be. And you don't need to constantly be talking about, whatever, your faith to strangers and whatever else. So, gotcha. you know, he definitely kind of kick-started that. Uh, I still um, listen to him. He's actually got his... Um, own podcast, so he re- still records his sermons and puts them online, but he's got a sweet podcast um, called This Is Radiocast, and um, can we make money off of another podcast <laughs> like it's like an ad for an ad? Um, he Anyway, it's it's a really good one. It's crazy because his, he just started it this year. His first guest yeah, was uh, Henry Rollins, uh, which is like one of his yeah, um, big idols, so I think that's kind of crazy that literally your first podcast is, you know... yeah. Zero to a hundred, and uh, kudos to him. Not so, like this, kids. So that's yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, not not here. We got to warm up a little bit. Got to pull some strings. So, uh, so that's kind of where that where that happened. There's a lot of stuff between then and now, but uh, that's kind of where I started trying to think more for myself and yeah. look at it from an outsider point of view instead of just kind of being in that bubble and in that world and just taking everything at at face value. Yeah. Okay. But um, but you know I mean it was it was fine I was never one to just like oh yeah I'm like thirteen let me try drinking it was just never my yeah, yeah. never my my jam really um, so yeah I mean I had good people around me good friends uh, I even had some friends whose parents were even more uh, a little bit more strict than mine where I remember wanting to go to like a newsboys show back in I don't know probably middle school which they did start out a little a little crazier a little louder than they ended up being yeah uh, and I remember one of my friends. Uh, his dad was his dad was a youth music pastor. My dad was like the kids pastor, so we were like you know BFFs and always hung out. And yeah, his parents said uh, they were like, "Oh, we need to like listen to this. We need to listen to the CD first to make sure <laughs> yeah. you know basically make sure yeah, yeah. it was Christian enough." And so, and I just remember thinking like, oh, "Come on, man! Like, are you kidding me?" And <laughs> yeah. even that was in you know middle school, I think. So yeah, I hear you. Um, so yeah, I, I always had new people whose whose parents were a little bit even more more uptight than mine were but 
Uh, we're still on, uh, I mean, we've always been on good terms. They're amazing. Uh, we don't agree on everything, and it's kind of best just we usually don't really bring it up because I'd rather just not dive into you know, it. Yeah. talk about stuff and get into either, you know, arguments or something and just not yeah not talk about it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I managed to, uh, I mean, I think I managed, somehow I managed to be drinking for, I think, like 10 years before they found out. <laughs> um, they are not into that. Oh, yeah. uh, and so, yeah, somehow, and, and I still don't know how they found out or who, who told them or what happened, but, um, you know, but I th also think that's just kind of like a testament to how, um, I don't know, it, even, I don't know, it, it kind of sounds bad, but it's also, I don't know, somewhat endearing, but I feel like they're just like pretty, you know, naive, I don't know. Um, but, you know, I guess maybe they trusted me or thought I wouldn't, whatever the way they raised me, that I would just kind of hold to that. But I knew they weren't into that, so I just never really talked about it or mentioned anything about it. And so, uh, and I kind of had to be somewhat sneaky. And so at some point, it came up and they confronted me. And it didn't go as, as bad as I thought well, it would have gone. But Because your parents are here, and we're here to talk about your drinking <laughs> problem. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, that's the Price is Right music. Um, speaking of Price is Right, did anybody see Stephen Christian from Amberlynn on Price is Right? Uh, that was awesome and crazy. Uh, I actually, what's funny too is, you know, so they know about it now, but we don't talk about it much. And so, um, you know, Ma, uh, so yeah, Mom will mention some, you know, she'll always kind of make little small comments every now and then about, you know, the not driving or the not wanting me to be out late. And I kind of want to like, kind of want to say well that, I mean that's why it's awesome I'm in Chicago I just like hop a train or order a gotcha. cab or an yeah, Uber yeah. I can just you know I'm right and then I just always feel like ah, that's just going to make me sound like an alcoholic like, yeah. yeah I just drink it it's fine I just drink as much and then I just drink get all in the a time car I never yeah. have to drive, drive. <laughs> exactly <laughs> so, driving ain't holding me down now ma money <laughs> oh that's great no car no problems yeah that's so uh yeah, it's so foreign to me. That's why I'm always interested in it because, like, like I said, Noel. I feel like you and Noel have similar background. Like her, her mom. Yeah. Like she grew up in church. Her mom um, was always, for the most part, like working. Her mom still works at church. Yeah, yeah, she works yeah, at a church now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just always so. Like, but we, I feel we, like it's even different now, really, than it was then, because you know, in a way, I kind of like how diverse it is. In a way, I don't like that there's not much continuity these days, as far as like. Yeah. Christianity, but yeah, I mean, you definitely, there are pastors who are, you know, okay with drinking and they'll kind of even do maybe like one sermon of a year about kind of like their take on it while they think it's okay. And, um, so yeah, you get some that are like open to a lot more than, than others. And so it's neat to kind of see yeah. some progress. Um, and yeah. some people be a little bit more, uh, transparent, but you know, there's always going to be plenty of stuff to kind of drag, drag the whole thing down or, yeah, I feel overall, I like the, um, <clears throat> like the, I don't know if this is even the right term, but the quote unquote like startup churches that yeah. are like kind of less about. We're not in Silicon Valley right now. <laughs> yeah, less, less about, uh, like, I mean, like the traditions and stuff are, are cool. Yeah. And I get them, but they're less about that and more just about like yeah, yeah, yeah. coming together and, and doing whatever. Like, I think I'm, I'm more attracted to that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, those. It's, it's kind of like a funny cycle because there's the churches who kind of have like the rock band and they try to appeal to a certain type of people and, and mm -hmm. I went to some of those for a little bit and then it's funny because some of my friends that you would think would be into that we all kind of got to where we weren't into that and then some of them went the opposite way and they're into more like really orthodox kind of like what you were talking about where you still kind of have some of like 
the motions and it's a little bit more serious and a little bit more yeah. old school. And so, I mean, it's, you know, it's neat, but it's, you know, to me it's kind of like, well, it's just two extremes. A lot of that's still just yeah, yeah. traditions. This just yeah. doesn't matter. But you do have those, like, um, like home churches or like the new, you know, church plants and stuff that yeah, are yeah. just trying to be more inclusive and just do whatever, not yeah. really go by a guideline. Yeah, for a while we, uh, before, like when we were dating, uh, Noel and I would, with a group of friends, just go to a house church, like on Wednesday nights or something. That's yeah. just kind of what we did. Um, yeah, and I feel like, I feel like people are, I don't want to say, this is general, um, I feel like a lot of people are being, and this is me personally as well, are more attracted to people just being people. I remember, or rather, I don't remember many times in church when I was young, like, where the, the priest or whatever would, it felt like a lot of, like, projecting on the, 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 uh, on the congregation, rather than him uh, saying, like, yeah, oh, yeah, hey, I screw up too. Here's how, yeah, it, yeah. It's a lot of just, like, talking to other people about how you should be better, and that's what kind of turned me off for and, such and a it, long and time. It makes the, and they come at it from an angle where it's kind of like they're already there. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, got, yeah. I got it together. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah that's, that, that's, that turned me off for a while. I mean, that's not saying I, I maybe missed some of those services, yeah. but what I remember is not much of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's... um. Yeah, there's definitely kind of room for, uh, yeah, a little bit more open and honest dialogue, and it's you know it's getting there, but um, yeah, I think that's just a big misconception in the American church that that I've noticed is just you know want to appear like you've got it together, and that's just not gonna happen yeah. with humans. But it's kind of not the point either. Yeah, no. But that's a, a whole different, a whole different, different, it's a different <laughs> discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. That's on the next podcast called You Need Jesus with Frank Casey. <laughs> you need him more than I do. <laughs> oh, man. That's so good. Um, I'm playing with fire, by the way, right now, too. Yeah. I just never came. We, uh, I feel like a... Um, oh, I don't know if you heard this story or not. Uh, speaking of fire, so... I, <laughs> classic. Classic setup. So, I live... Uh, so, one of our mutual friends... Uh, Reed Murray... Uh, Classic Reed. He's gonna we, be on here soon. Oh, he's, nice, he's on nice. Right now, uh, was uh, plays plays for a band, and so they were they were playing literally three three blocks from my apartment. And our friend Jason, that we've mentioned on here, uh, was in town uh, for one of his nonprofit projects, and so and then one or two of our friends from Tampa live there now. So it's kind of like this big, hey, we're all going to the show, we're all hanging out at the same time, and so we get back to my place, and I've got, you know, I mean, Chicago is mostly. Uh, you know, those multi-units, those houses that are just five feet apart, if that, mm-hmm. just boom, boom, stacked right side by side. And so I've got a little patio and, and courtyard next to mine, so I've actually got, like, a lot in between. So I've got some grass, some concrete. So it was, uh, we decided to do, like, a, a fire. I've got a fire pit. Like, yeah, let's, you know, whatever. Let's hang out, roast some marshmallows, you know, drink, do the fire. So we're all sitting around, got the fire, um, hanging out. Actually, there's also, Jason has guests there from Ohio, so they were in town for something mm. as well. People I didn't even know, and um, so I, I guess I lost the, didn't have necessarily like the lighter fluids. I've got gasoline from a lawnmower, and <laughs> it's usually for the lawnmower. Uh, oh, and yeah. so we've got the, we've got the logs, got everything. They're taking a while, and I've kind of been pouring gas on it, but it's got one of the like 
safety nozzles that's spring-loaded for when you actually use it in a lawnmower. It's kind of like a gas pump. You've got to push it in and yeah. something gets depressed. So I can't use that just over an open flame, so I've got to actually take the nozzle off. So now it's just open. Um, pour, pour in a little small stream of gasoline on the fire, uh, but the fire jumps up the stream and catches the one gallon oh, God. of gas is uh. on fire at the front of it. <laughs> and I'm just in a split second thinking, the hell am I going to do with this? Like, is this going to blow up? Do I set it down? If I set it down and it melts and gas goes everywhere, now the whole patio is going to be on fire. Wait, I've got wait, I've got a spigot, I've got water, but it's halfway across the yard, so I'm running with it. And in my head, I'm just like, I can't believe I'm here right now. I'm running with fire. This is the last thing you freaking do. And yeah, I got to the spigot, turned it on, and like it was fine, it was out, but it was one of probably the most terrifying moments oh, I've uh, ever experienced. It was a nice, probably like a nice uh, 15, 20 second ordeal that just felt like a couple minutes. So... Jesus, um, you're an idiot. I love you. <laughs> I usually don't do stupid things like that, man. It's so weird. Oh, uh, just gotta keep the fire going. The so. fire. Well, I'm gonna move this candle away from you. But uh, yeah, this is the first time we lit this. This is uh, we're I'm burning a candle that Brent made me in a coffee mug, which is so red as a wedding gift. Yeah, I love it. I sort of make them a little strong. Well, I mean, this room's pretty big too, so it won't really smell, but. Um, what if I just burned all my nostrils? Right now? <laughs> I'm trying smelling. to smell. I'm smell. trying. To smell. This is really good for a podcast. Brent, Brent is smelling the candle. You should. He's you should uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody do like webcam while they're doing the podcast? I feel like that could be fun with some people. You can yeah. watch a video. Yeah, I feel like you could fall into the trap of <clears throat> less uh, less conversation, focusing on the camera, though. Yeah, yeah, no, like that's, that's a, true. Like you're doing a. Uh, Local access. <laughs> that may just be a whole new podcast. Uh, I still need to watch. I still haven't watched the whole thing of, uh, of oh, Colbert. Colbert did, oh, it uh, is that's really good. So good, dude. I think the best part is because he Eminem. He yeah, because he yeah. interviews Eminem on it. But like Eminem is such a good comedic because yeah, he's just like deadpan the whole time but yeah just, like, but like so you know serious. he's playing into it and you know oh, what's yeah. going he like they both know what's going on and they're both like playing into their characters but he's just so like he just give he gave Colbert so much like to to play off of that it was just he was just like losing himself yeah, in the so moment <laughs> <laughs> so it's cool just call me dad now <laughs> Jesus oh god uh, I hate you and I love you dude it was so bad <laughs> I'm so Where's uh, that? Where's that sensor button? Don't you have jokes. something like a yeah, like a news broadcast like where you just hit that button for a delay? I mean, this uh, isn't this isn't out. a radio soundboard. Yeah, yeah. This is my Stolen computer. Yeah. Um, God, that's so good. And take two. Let's <laughs> go. Like I said, we'll edit this out. But I know he's lying. Oh man. So um, yeah. Is there? Do you want to mention um, uh, Emo Night at all? If anybody yeah. is listening. All you people out there, <laughs> all, <laughs> all, you, all you people that know Brent, and, and then on top of that, the, for all those people that live in Chicago, uh, yeah, no, I, I um, uh, yeah, no, I, um, and I don't really know when this will go live or when you'll hear this, but uh, yeah, so I've just that was kind of uh, one of the genres of music I got into in the uh, like early two thousands. Um, Possibly, maybe a little bit of it, even in like the late '90s. But uh, 
Yeah, just kind of like a genre I was in uh, that's starting to make, well, quote-unquote comeback. There's some people that don't like the term comeback because it never necessarily went away. But there's a lot of newer, people younger bands that are starting to emulate that, yeah. the same older sound. So um, Chicago's kind of was like a hub for that. A lot of the Midwestern uh, bands that, that came through came out of that whole scene. So uh, I didn't really know of one going on. I didn't really even know of the other ones around the country at the time when the when the idea crossed my mind. So uh, yeah, so I just basically DJ me and me and a friend or two uh, DJ a night at a really small, awesome, uh, cozy little bar in Logan Square neighborhood in Chicago on uh, the third Thursday of the month. Uh, I'm probably only going to do it through like the winter and then probably just put it on hold because nobody really everybody just hibernates. Um, I got a, I got a few ideas to maybe do do something. I'm trying to do an after party for some friends that that come through later in the in the year, but um, some things I've, I'm trying to trying to work out. But uh, yeah, so I do that at nine o'clock, um, and so me and friends just play all kinds of stuff. So um, you know, I mean, we'll play anything from like uh, like older stuff, like you know, mineral and. Knapsack, but we will also play, you know, brand new and taking back Sunday, and we will also play um, a little bit of Further Seems Forever and Dashboard and Saves the Day and Get Up Kids and Hot Rod Circuit. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, it's a it's a fun thing to kind of do with friends. It's been awesome. So yeah. uh, my my buddy uh, Will Noon that played in Straylight Run and Breaking Pangea. And he earns a living by banging the drums for fun. And Nate Roos now uh, is going to come through uh, this next week. Yeah, so he's right, coming through that. to hang out and then Say Anything is playing the same night. So I'm trying to get a few of those dudes to come out and hang out after the show. So that's awesome. It's a fun little thing. But there's other yeah. ones. If if that's your jam too, go to a website, uh, washedupemo.com. They've actually got a map. So there's ones in... Uh, New York, Brooklyn, uh, some of our friends are doing one down here in Tampa and St. Pete. Uh, there's actually a new one that's just starting, I think, this month in Houston that I read about. So uh, they've got a map for all of those, and they also have some really good podcasts that's with awesome. some of the bands. Yeah. yeah. And yours, you want to tell people what the name of yours is? Or you just want them to find it in the bar by itself? Just, just find it. Uh, no, it's... Uh, Twitter, Instagram, and pretty much Facebook is just Chicago Emo Night, um, but the the subtitle I started calling it now is cool for one night because I love Hot Rod Circuit, That's so cool. I named it after yeah. one of those songs. Uh, yeah, cool for one night, Chicago Emo Night, third Thursday at the Burlington. We'll have to get you up there at some point. Yeah, dude, dude. I want to so bad. Um, the, the Unfun, which is the one you mentioned that some of the, the Amberlin guys are doing now in St. Pete, it... Uh, it's good times. We went to the first one. I couldn't make. They did the after party for Warp Tour. Yeah, you couldn't make that. Um, yeah. I didn't make that one, but yeah. the first the first one was a really good time. A really good turnout too. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, it's a cool, it's a cool dealio. Maybe when, maybe when Christian gets done with having to play with acceptance. Oh God, psych. I love that band. <laughs> um, I'm so bummed because actually their show in Seattle, their hometown show, is like last night. Yeah, and I, I wanted saw to that. go, but I'd already had my flight booked for. For here, so gotcha. Um, Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I know, dude. <laughs> Freaking friends and family, man. Uh, so it's cool, good, dude. but yeah, it's been it's been awesome hanging out in your living room. Yeah, and get some. I'm glad your dog didn't try to bite me this time. <laughs> he, he has this know. like really nice dog that I feel like I'm like the only person that's just like all of a sudden he decided to like snip at me one day. Not one time. So now I just remind him like, oh yeah, remember when you <laughs> me? He's a he's a marshmallow. 
But I know. Cool. Um, so we agree on a lot. Music, bikes. We didn't touch on that, but we both rode bikes. Um, Bros how, on bikes. However, um, I have yet to watch a full. This is when I wish there was like video because I feel like I'm about to get beat the crap out of. But I've never watched a full Harry Potter movie yet. Oh well, I mean and that's so why you're here. I just, We're gonna podcast yeah, you watching is, the entire this is series. An intervention. <laughs> so uh, and he Mikey reaction and he obviously yeah he obviously uh, loves it. So that's the one thing that we don't have in common. I mean, me too. Like my friends let me borrow the DVDs and I still haven't watched them. But I feel like it's such a uh, like winter fall thing and I just haven't. I feel like you're making shit up. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. Maybe because that's how I used to watch it. Like, I've watched pieces with Nate and stuff because he just uh, absolutely loves it. But yeah, I've, I've only watched parts of him. Um, uh, so I remember, I remember I would always kid around with him and and make it, like, ask him how Dumbledore was as if it were, like, a person. And so <laughs> anything I could do to just sound really backwards. So cool. I'll try to watch it for you before next time. Yeah. And expect, you can quiz me. Expect live tweets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. All right. Uh, anything else you want to want to chat about? No, I'm sure it'll be found somewhere on the internet. But I think you're live tweeting something soon. Yeah, I don't know if this will be up in time for that. So I either. But you can look back and I find either, it. I would think. Yeah, either will be or will have been live tweeting Sharknado three. And the fun part is, I'm supposed to be drinking while that's happening. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I need to see if I have that channel. I feel like I should just do it, do yeah. it along with you, but I don't know if I get it. Was that sci-fi, sci-fi channel? Sci-fi, yeah. So I guess if you're listening to this and it hasn't happened yet, I'm not sure exactly when this is going up, but follow me on on Twitter. And, and you come up with a good hashtag lines. just for this one. Like, um, just so. I think we started hashtagging, I think because we're going to do some more live tweeting for State Lines, so I think the hashtag I came up with was, I might screw this up, I think it's just live tweet SL. So, yeah, first okay. date lines. Um, okay. But yeah, so that should be fun. But All right, man. Well, it was good chatting with you. And we're going to get back on our grumpy grind. <laughs> grumpy. Man. Thanks, dude. It's been, been a blast. All right, man. I love you. Love you. Um, it could be worse. <laughs> Always. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so good. That was awesome. That was so dude. great. Um, oh, yeah, I think that might become a lame... Tagline. <laughs> Dude, it, it needs to. I'm pretty sure it has to. Boss, everybody's done. <laughs> Friends do.